0: how's it hanging how's it happening you guys this is kevin from the car progression podcast the podcast is playing young rock and metal fans discover new music find a place they can connect and feel accepted so absolutely welcome to the show and today we're all about the positive connections and the positive impacts that artists and creative can have on people and that people can have on these artists and creatives as well it is an it is a conversation that I absolutely love. It's a conversation where, it literally halfway through it, we looked at each other, we're like, "Well, it's this is weird because it's like it feels like we've known each other for years and we've only talked for like thirty minutes." Great conversation, heading your way. Ooh, yeah, let's bring the positivity. Before we jump into that, I want to thank support for this podcast. I come from Phoenix Fitness, so you guys know one of my two favorite things to do in the world that give me the most of my energy: podcasting like this, talking to ours, and. Getting into mosh pits and being at concerts, and I want to do it as many times possible. So I gotta be what I call mosh pit fit. Ugh. So what's mosh pit fit? I like to describe it as I going to shows and being that pit from the beginning of the first band to the end of the last band, not skipping a beat in between, and being strong enough to deliver some of those hits. Because you don't want to be weak in those pits, but also having enough strength to the point where there's probably be some dudes bigger than you, and you gotta be able to take some of those hits because day strong, Nate. Always got to call out Nate for that one because that dude is always (laughs) – that dude is awesome. I'll put it that way. Just a great human being overall. But in order to make sure that I am mosh pit fit or just hitting my fitness goals, I'm in the gym consistently. A lot of cardio work to build up that stamina and a lot of weight training in order to build up that strength as well. So in order to stay mosh pit fit, I have to also prepare and recover right. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in because it'll help you achieve your fitness goals and stay mosh pit fit. With their many different types of supplements, they have different types of pre workout, both stim and stim free. I use their stim free stuff because guys I don't need any more energy than I already have, I don't need any of extra caffeine stimulants, nothing. I am good without it. There's certain types of B cell recovery compounds that help you absorb the nutrients in your muscles post workout, different types of creatine up build muscle, different types of protein up build muscle with whey protein, collagen based protein, plant based protein. I use their chocolate malt flavored whey protein because that's just good stuff. Multiple diamonds and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals. Phoenix Fitness has to so. Our listeners get 20% use code CPP20 at epicsets.com to say moshpitfit. Links to the podcasting Phoenix Fitness. Now, it's time for a feature presentation. Now, let's bring the positivity with Ashley from the band Warhol. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's bring the positivity. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. In my gigantic effort to scroll through all of my Instagram followers and thank them personally for following the podcast, I've been able to connect with some great people and have even brought one of those people onto the podcast, talk about their music, talk about their band. And now it is time for number two from that. And taking a look at the music, we get some symphonic and theatrical rock in there. Hell yeah, we want to go into it. Plus, you're going to take a look at the name of this band and be like, that name sounds really, really familiar in pop culture, and you bet it is. So enough with the introduction. Let's welcome Ashley from the band Warhol to the podcast. So Ashley, welcome to Core Progression Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being on. How has everything been going in your world as of late? As you know, we're pretty much into the summer months already. So woohoo! yeah, how's it going?
1: Uh, so my nights are my days my days are my nights I'm totally forgetting what day it is week it is month it is so it is going fabulous
0: (laughs) okay so your nights are your days and your days are your nights so why is that I'm not gonna ask about what that is because I'm pretty I pretty much know what that is why is that (laughs)
1: Yeah, so um, actually at the end of this month, we are filming a music video slash short film, and I am taking kind of the lead role of basically doing like the catering, um, the wardrobes, the art department, um, all of like the fine small details, writing the scripts, uh, planning the flights, hotels. So my days have uh, become my nights because they're like 12 hour days, um, sleep for a little bit, take naps here and there, and just trying to get everything done. <laughs> So really busy, but it's so much fun, and I absolutely love it.
0: Okay, that it sounds like you're just trying to pack everything as possible into there to go after what you want to do. Go after, I mean, catering when it's it, like all the logistics around everything, the work, everything around. Not music video, short film. There is so much that has to go into that. That you know, whenever you hear about people making something like that. Think about, you know, bands that put on these massive productions for just music videos, whether they're not short films or not like use Ice Nine Kills as an example with all the horror tropes that go around there. Imagine the amount of people, the amount of man hours, the amount of team members are needed to pull off something like that on a consistent basis. And you're doing something like that with a lot less people, with a lot less man hours, but you're doing it nonstop, full force, going to make it happen.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we have, like, the team that we typically use, they're based out of Kentucky, so we actually typically travel up to Kentucky to to do all of our videos, Um, but we actually are from Houston, Texas, and they're traveling to us, so it's super exciting. So it's been nice to kind of use, like, my friends, family, you know. Um, One reason why I'm kind of taking on a load myself is we are independent, so we're not on a label, so anything we do, like, we actually – finance it ourselves Mm -hmm. and so that kind of helps on on the cost side of things you know um we do have some like named actors flying in from california um so like i said trying to do hotels flights first time we've ever kind of dealt with that so just trying to get like all the logistics and like you said catering you know you definitely have to think about allergies (laughs) don't want anyone dying on set that'd be really bad (laughs) or passing out so there's so many things you just have to think about you know you have We have long shoots like we do, and we're also building the set, too. You have to think of, like, breakfast food, snacks, lunch, and dinner, and, like, trying to make it to where they're not, like, just having PBJs constantly, so you want real food. Um, So I've been doing so much research on – opportunities and possible sponsorships and of course grabbing the snacks that I personally love <laughs> so so I'm healthy some I'm not so healthy mm-hmm. our basis mom she actually is an amazing baker so she's actually baking us like handmade stuff which will be really nice to have it's from the heart but but yeah no I mean we have like so much to do and I feel like there's so like little time left but I've literally been planning on this like since January um so yeah <laughs> a lot yeah. a lot goes into it
0: I mean, I'll say, I mean that is a hell of a lot to go into and just really take on all of that, bringing in as many people as possible, and then consistently where you're used to working with a team that's based out of Kentucky and watching the you know some of the music videos that have been put out there, some of the videos that you've done, and just seeing the the backgrounds from nature, the aesthetic, everything. It seems like, especially knowing that you're from Houston, I'm like, where are you really going to get that in Texas versus somewhere that has more, I would say, greenery around it, like. I- Even though, you know, Kentucky might not have the most greenery, it's definitely more green than, you know, some place, you know, more than Texas probably.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the team that we're working with, it's actually M5 Entertainment and the director Christopher Maggard. So he actually built that set with the speak to me that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we're like in Houston, and he was sending me all these images. And I was like, Oh, my God, it's perfect. Because I wanted it to look kind of like this whimsical, like lost in the forest kind of appearance. Um, and so yeah, and so building here we're actually building the entire set inside of a like this really big production studio and they have like multiple rooms so we're really excited but but yeah I mean there there's so much time and effort that goes into this and any artist knows that you know but this this is what we love you know we love being on set we love being in front of camera um that's just that's who we are performers.
0: That's who you are, and that's what you love to do, and that's what you love to be, and I kind of got that whole entire whimsical, you know, nature, like, fantasy aesthetic there when you're looking at that video, especially for Speak to Me, because it brought forward some of that. I'm thinking, like, when you're you're playing video games and you see some more of that darker fantasy type stuff, maybe something you would see in, like, you know, the darker scenes from the Avatar movies, or what I was thinking was, you know, some of, like, the... If you basically, if you brought the Legend of Zelda to life in terms of scenery, that's kind of what I was thinking of with that one. But then now you're able to take that idea and build it essentially on your own in a large production studio in Houston and make something, you know, much more, you know, much more hands on for you specifically, because you're the ones that are creating, you're the ones that are putting it all together. You're dealing with, again, the catering and the hiring, the logistics, everything around there. It's really taking all of that and putting it together for like you said, you've organized since January, that's like five months of just preparation (laughs) before you even, you know, before that first, you know, action, before that even happens, you're really putting yourself in there where normally, you know, it probably takes that much amount of time for those larger productions with a lot more people involved as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they can take literally years in production. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's why I keep saying, you know, I kind of forget what month it is, (laughs) what day it is. But uh, for this video, it's actually going to be completely different. So it's for a song called Fight, Fight, Fight. And it's actually on our upcoming EP release. But we are playing the role of inmates. So we're actually building an entire prison cell. And like we had such a hard time finding a location because obviously you can't film in like an active prison. Right. So. Mm In all the places in Kentucky, we couldn't do it. Um, anything here in Texas, like nothing was available. There was one, but it was like haunted. And I was like, no, I don't really want to use that one. <laughs> so, um, you know, I sat down with Chris and I was like, hey, like, can we just build it? You know, and of course his facial expression is like, Ashley, are, like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, let's just build a controlled room. And he's like, all right, let's do it. So we have to get all the lumber and stuff but uh, the moral of the story is basically we're playing inmates to prove as if like artists like we don't want to be controlled and so we have um, like a warden we have guards and they're symbolizing anyone that can kind of like take away your voice and so all of the inmates are actually going to be a form of an artist so we have actors we have dancers we have tattoo artists and so everyone's going to play that role to showcase like hey like we deserve our freedom so it's actually going to be like a really impactful video um that we're super excited about and i feel like a lot of people can get behind it um but yeah i don't want to give too much away but but it's it's going to be completely different than than the whole whimsical element
0: yeah you don't want to give too much away right now but i mean you want to give something for us to yep. really chew on and be like oh you know now i'm interested in this because where I come to think of it as well, just hearing about that where you're building a prison setting and the inmates are all artists of some type, whether it's, you know, maybe a writer, painter, musician, you know, actor, dancer, perform visual arts performer, whatever it might be. And being confined and being constrained and not having the freedom to fully express yourself, it speaks to a number of different things that are happening, not only within the world, but within just our specific society here in America as well. When it comes to just, you know, different things with censorship, when it comes to suppression of ideas, when it comes to suppression of certain mediums based on, you know, different things with visual imagery, when it comes to whatever political stance somebody might have or whatever political party is in power in terms of whatever country you're currently living in. And it also speaks to different aspects of from where I'm thinking about it, from maybe a, you know, a more strict societal like corporate setting where there's a lot of people that are artists, there are a lot of people that are creatives that just want to go off and have that freedom to be creative, but they're much more constrained and they're much more constricted in what they're able to do, what they're able to express because they feel like they have to express themselves. In a specific way, look a certain way and act a certain way in order to get to a certain spot where they feel like they might be able to be craved. But by the time they get there, if they even get there at all, it is way past the time where that creativity like flame within them, that artist flame within them has been burning bright. And now it's, you know, either very minuscule or dead and trying to relight that thing or to reflame it can be quite difficult from if you get to that lowest of low, it can be hard to get back to that highest of high again.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the corporate because before, well, honestly, uh, I mean, I've always been a musician and an artist, but my day job for many, many years, I was a tennis pro at a country club. And so like mm-hmm. sports have always been like the other side of me that not many people know about. Um, I mean, I've done basketball, soccer, swimming, uh, nationals, like mm-hmm toward when I was younger, um, especially with basketball, but with the tennis, so it is kind of more of like a conservative country club. And so I would have multicolor hair, which technically wasn't allowed. Right. And so I remember so many times, like in between lessons, like HR would never come over to our department, but like when they did, I'd have to like put on a hat or a beanie and like go hide in the closet, the room (laughs) when they came out. So that way I was like, Oh my God, they can't see me. And there was one time, oh, my gosh, and, like, my boss was, like, the coolest boss ever. He he didn't care. Uh, but I freshly dyed my hair, and we all had to take, like, a CPR course or something. Everyone was meant to. And the HR lady chose the day that I was supposed to be there, okay? And so, like, it is, like, summer weather, super hot. Of course, no one is going to be, like, wearing a beanie, but I, I was wearing one. And, like, my boss called me into his office. He's like, Ashley, you're wearing a beanie. Did you just get your hair dyed? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, luckily, like I never got like obviously fired or no one really said anything. I just think I did a really good job of hiding.
0: Yeah, I would say you definitely did as well. And it, I mean, I personally kind of it match up with that a little bit in a way, just because when it comes to me, more the creative side as well, trying to build the podcast, do everything on the on the other side of it to promote it, be as creative as possible in order to maximize what I can do with my love for music and my love for connecting with people on that. I still have a full-time job as well. And even this day that we're recording this, I had a conversation with someone about like leadership. And of course we're in a corporate setting. So what does that look like? And for me, it's just like, well, I know at some point in time I have to play that game where I can't always, you know, show up on camera. Literally like how I was talking to him on camera was this exact same getup backwards baseball cap rise against t-shirt ready to go and it's like well when i'm talking with my team or something like that this is the image i want to portray because it's you know this is me this is what it is and then i get to be creative with it but i also know that i you know there's other people that are gonna be all curmudgeon and oh we don't like that oh it's not, it's not acceptable it's not corporate you're not wearing a colored shirt what is this madness so i gotta just be like i gotta play the game there but at least it's like you know that creative flame is that because I still have that creative outlet here, but it's something where that creative outlet could be so much more expressive if it wasn't being constrained by different aspects of a different type of culture or different societal norm, basically.
1: Right. Right. No, ab- that's absolutely true. Um, It's interesting too, because you mentioned the, uh, speak to me when you said like going to like the lowest low and getting back to the high. So when I wrote, speak to me. Um, so with tennis uh, randomly, This was maybe three years ago. I woke up one day and I couldn't walk anymore. Something happened to my right knee. And like still to this day, we have like no idea what happened. I had MRIs done and all they said was like minor tenderitis. Um, I did physical therapy for two years. And we found out that like I had a patella tracking disorder. So my kneecap would actually like go out a place and it would like stab me. Um, And so like typically, yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Very painful. Typically eight weeks is like all you need to pretty much fix it, but that wasn't my case. And so for like years, you know, all my coworkers knew that like music was my dream, my passion. I think they were just waiting for the day for me to say like, Hey guys, like music is taking off. Like I I can no longer work here. Um, and you know, that was kind of always the goal, but when my knee happened, it kind of forced me to make that decision early. And so going into that, it was right when the pandemic hit, um, I was at like a low, low. Um, I, like, I couldn't walk. Um, my better half Craig, which is the basis of the group, like he had to push me around in like a chair all over our apartment. Um, wow. I had a walker. <laughs> oh, my dad found one at Goodwill. <laughs> um, I had to use that to walk around. It was great. Um, but uh, during that point, I was so low, you know, I was like praying a lot. And I was like, you know, like, God, like, you have to help me out here, like I like I I need to know like why this is happening. Obviously, in the back of my head, I knew like he was like pushing me, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so that's actually what made me write "Speak to Me." So "Speak to Me" is actually a song based off of me asking God to speak to me, to to show me signs, everything that everything will be okay. And uh, by doing so, it it turned into this beautiful song. And I actually decided to do ASL, like sign language, um, to show that, you know, thoughts and everything, we don't actually have to speak words. Um, There's so many different ways beautifully to communicate. So that's why that actually had that whimsical look, because the bandmates were actually playing roles of angels. And so they're kind of like guiding me and in the journey um, and when I first wrote that song, I actually was going to do it more of like a solo project because it's completely different than our other music. But ultimately we decided, hey, it's going to be a band song. Um, it's beautiful. It's different. But uh, but yeah, so that was a low, low that ultimately really brought me to like a high. So I just wanted and- to say that after you said that.
0: Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense, too, just because when that did happen, when you, the thing with your knee And even think about it too, when it happened, it was right as the pandemic was coming into play as well. So now a lot of the things are changing all at the same time. And even while you were wondering, you know, why is this happening to me? Why now? Well, it it was the thing that pushed you to finally make that decision to leave, you know, being the test Pro at the Country Club so you could fully focus on music full time. And that's something that I think about uh, Travis Barker from Blink 182 when you know tattooing himself up like crazy. Like, what was the main reason why he did that? He did that so that he basically would become unemployable, and the only place that would act, only only like place that he could actually make money was in music. So forcing himself into that. So essentially, you know, it's in a different way where something forced you into a position to actually make the decision that you wanted to make. When as humans. We know we we're very used to routine. We don't like when that routine is broken. We don't. I mean, there if there, there are a couple of people that out there. There's a number of people that like you know the chaos of it or thrive in the chaos. I get thrive in the chaos too, but there's certain things about even myself in my day where I love that routine. I when I know what's happened, I can time things out so I can be flexible in other endeavors. But when everything starts being all, you never know what's gonna happen or you never know what's gonna happen. Like everything's, you're not in that specific routine. Things can get wacky. You can wonder what's going on. Why is this happening? Why me? But maybe it's kind of pushing you into a certain direction. So you're actually making the choice that you want to make instead of being caught in the sameness and the safety of that routine, because that's what you know. And the unknown of potentially making a big decision that you really want to make is right. the thing that's holding you back in the like overall, because I've heard that happen. I've been a part of that as well. And there's still times, even when I reflect on myself just now, I think, yeah, there's decisions I could be making, but what's you know what's the thing that's holding me back? And it might be the fear of the unknown, or the, or even like one of the biggest fears, who's going to be the financial fear, especially if you're working, if you're being a creative, an artist of any kind, and then you also have a full time job as well to support that. Yeah. If you leave that full time job, yeah, you're going to have more time, and you're going to be forced to actually, you know, go forward and work on this stuff and really make it work. But then the fear is you're putting yourself in a major financial constraint where if it doesn't work out, now you're so much further back in that safety net uh, is completely gone.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, And it's funny, even the tattoo. So, I, like I warned you, my husky literally just came up to me. Oh,
0: yeah. We get to see the other dog.
1: She's actually either 15 or 16. She's a rescue. I've had her since she was two, and she's deaf. So she won't be able to hear you, but um, she will love to have her presence <laughs> in this video. Yes, baby. Uh But the tattoos, so see, eventually I'm going to have tattoos. And uh, same thing, country club. The main reason why I never got them is because we would teach, you know, in 100 degree weather. And I did not want to have to wear long sleeves <laughs> for, for every single day when I taught. But um. But yeah, when you mentioned that, I was like, yeah, well, I can completely understand that. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll say then you could like instead move up to where I'm at here in Wisconsin, where it's just, you know, those hundred degree days. It's, you know, we get them maybe a couple times a year, maybe three days out of the year, we get those hundred degree days. But otherwise, you know, if, if you're used to the heat, all of a sudden you come up here, you got all the tattoos all of a sudden. Yep. It's like, you know, for us, it's like it's 85 degrees out, you know, oh man, this is getting hot. And you're just like, Yeah, this is nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not compared to here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But then once winter comes and it's just like we're sitting here and it's just like we hear like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's cold. It's 30 degrees outside and we're sitting in like oh. negative 20 degree weather. We're like, you oh. think 30s cold? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't lived until you lived in negative yeah. 20 yet, my friend.
1: I cannot even imagine what that would be like.
0: Frigid. I don't know other way to frigid. it's For me, it's always my, my the only time I've really not enjoyed when it gets cold outside is if I'm traveling from Milwaukee to Chicago to go see a show. And okay. I have to get out. I have to jump on the train. And it's like, okay, I drive down there. I jump on the L train to go to the show because it's a lot cheaper. And then having to come home after that. And when I go to shows, let's just say that standing still and just watching the show is something that is very, very, very not fun for me. Being right. in the middle of mosh pit, throwing people around and having a blast is what's fun for yeah. me. So I leave there. I'm like, I am sweaty. Now I got to put a big jacket on somehow. And oh. I'm cold. And ah. it's like, this is just not working out. That's why I don't like it.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't blame you. (laughs) So what actually made you want to start this podcast? I'm curious.
0: Ooh. I have talked about this in the past, but I will enlighten you with that as well. So... When I got done with college, and this was at the end of 2016, like, I felt like I had the world in front of me. I'm like, okay, I've got, you know, got my degree. I've got no student debt. I got a, I got a great girlfriend. I've got a great family. Like, I, everything's in front of me. And I felt like I knew what I wanted to do going forward. Six months after that, my whole life had been completely turned upside down. Uh, no more girlfriend. Um, depression had set in. And I was working a corporate job for a company that I thought that I would like to work for. And I hated working in the corporate environment, depression set in, suicidal thoughts set in. And I kept trying to figure out, you know, not necessarily like I knew what was keeping me down, but like, why was it keeping me down? Why was I, and my main thing was I looked back at college and when I was studying stuff, yeah, it was, you know, kind of gearing towards, but it was because I was doing something for me specifically. It was, I was working for, towards something for myself so, for me to break out of that depression, I needed to find something that I could work on for myself and build for myself in that aspect. And I kept trying to figure out what I could do. And when I was going through all that stuff, the only solace I really had was listening to music. And it was listening to bands like older, like older stuff from 30 Seconds of Mars. I was listening to a lot of Skill at the time. And of course, good old Rise Against. So, I tried to figure out what I could do something with music. I tried a certain idea where I tried starting an Amazon Alexa Skill. Because I had an idea for that. That was kind of the inception. But then I'm like, okay, we'll kind of add, make a community out of it online. We'll start a YouTube channel kind of thing. And then I just started hearing about, you know, why not try a podcast? And I decided to give it a shot. I did a couple episodes by myself. And then I started actually interviewing people over the phone. I'm like, this actually is a little more fun for me because I'm connecting with people. And I got this certain energy talking with people. And like this, when like I'd get, when I go see a live show or go to a concert, I'd be in the middle of a mosh pit. So I'm like, how can I maximize on this? And then I just kept rolling with it. And I'm, I think this is episode, like maybe like 409, 410, somewhere what? around there. So this is what, like why I do is because this is something for me and it's something that consistently drives that happiness for me. So I got to keep going with it.
1: Yeah. Oh, you have like the perfect personality <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, thank for, you. For the- You're very welcoming. You know, like for me, like music, similar to you, you know, it's it's kind of like an escape, right? So it's a way that we can like connect with complete strangers. You know, this is our first time meeting, but like I feel like we're already friends. And that's that's like what music is, right? It's like universal. And I remember I used to do, um, I used to tour with Wizard World, which basically is a Comic-Con. Um, I think they got bought out by Fan Expo now, but uh, with all my art shows. And I remember, I think it was in Chicago, and I remember um, this guy – I would always play the Warhol CD because we would sell him. But um, this guy kept, like, walking by my booth and, like, didn't really say anything. Um, you could tell he probably had some, like, social anxiety. And so, like, finally, you know, after he was there for maybe, like, 10 or 20 passes, you know, I was, like, trying to talk to him and knew, make sure he was okay. And he was like, well, I, I hope you don't mind it if I – just kind of stay here for a little bit your music is very soothing and it kind of calms my anxiety and like to me like that was like the most like emotional like compliment i could ever receive is to know that like it can literally affect someone at that level and like give them peace you know so the fact that you can do this and and it brought you down from your low and you know obviously this is totally what you're meant to do and obviously probably more to, as well but you know you can really enjoy your passion and and bring other people's music like hours, you know, to new listeners and it's, I mean, you're, you're part of the team, <laughs> part of the process,
0: part of the process, part of the team, the exact way I want to be just because again, like listening to music has been such a big connecting point for me over the past five years when it came to, you know, picking myself up out of that depression, out of those suicidal thoughts and tendencies, and then just starting something for myself going and connecting with people at concerts where I I go, I mean, I'll put it this way. I tend to rarely go by myself now, just because I know so many people where it's like, Hey, you're, we're going to this show. Do you want to like carpool or come with? Of course I'm going to say yes, because well, fix on, it, it fixes on gas and I know I'm not going to have to babysit them at shows because they're going to be doing the exact same thing I'm going to be doing. <laughs> We're going to be thrown down having a blast. But it's somewhere it's like I will always go to shows by myself. I i will go there without knowing anybody. I don't care. I've gone to festivals before where I've gone in a group of people and I've lost that group of people in the first like 10, 15 minutes. And I have not I did not see them until the end of the night back at the campsite because I just like I'm when when I'm in that musical space, it's my mind is free. I feel the happiest that I, that I am. So connecting with people and talking to people, it creates such a certain like positivity, this bond, this happiness to the point where going around to different shows. Now, every time I go to a show, I always wear the same hat. So it's like when people look and they see that hat, it's like, okay, you know, Kevin's here, you know, you can go up and talk and you know, you're going to have a good time, especially if you're going to be around him. It's going to happen guaranteed. And I love feeling like that. So when it comes to the podcast as well, it's, You're the ones that are making music. You're the ones that are making music that's gonna be the music we're listening to in the next five to 10 years. And the best way for me to help out with that is to connect with people like you, talk with people, and just get people to know more of the music like this and get people to know you even more specifically in terms of who you are as a person, what your personality is. And by connecting like this, it's like, yeah, it's we've only been able, we've only been talking right now for maybe 30 minutes. But it feels like, you know, we're already friends that right. have been friends for years, basically. And yeah. for people that are listening, it's like you can connect with the artist that way too. Cause it's like maybe now I'm feeling like friends with that artist. Maybe exactly. what they're saying, I'm connecting with. Maybe they're I can listen to music. And maybe people a lot more people are gonna start listening to Warhol's music, and then it's you know, you're yeah. like that one guy. It's I can I just want to listen because it calms me down, it soothes me, it makes me feel like I'm in a comfortable place compared to some other things, and it just centers me, you know. You never know what might happen, but I want to be part of that team or part of the process where it helps bands to get to that point where people get to discover them and get to connect with them in such a positive way so that when you guys go out on the road, when you guys are releasing new music, more and more people are connecting with them, more and more people are liking it, more and more people are connecting with you, and it just helps you continue to grow to not only spread the message you want to spread, but continue to create the way you want to create.
1: Exactly. You know, whenever we do, she's back. <laughs> when, whenever we have shows, I think that is my most favorite thing is like actually being able to connect with the fans and talk to them afterwards. And it's funny because I'm I'm pretty short. I'm actually five foot one. Um, but on stage, you know, I, I wear boots and everything. And so people like assume that I'm taller and we always, you know, go to the merch stand and everything, but we have a darker image. So, you know, on stage, like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I completely different than how I do. I'm real, well, not not really. I'm also sweet on stage, but <laughs> um, but when they meet me in, in person and they like see like my bubbly, like outgoing personality and then they'd see this like dark image, they're like, that doesn't match. <laughs> I'm like, no, like it does, you know? But our, our whole purpose is, you know, to kind of shine light where darkness fall. So that's actually one reason why we have more of like a darker appearance, you know, the whole castle gothic look to it. But, um, but we're all just very like, genuine happy people we just love doing what we do we love I, lo- I love people so i love having conversations with complete strangers and i can literally talk to a brick wall so mm-hmm. i can say anything to anyone um but similar to you you know like with with your personality it, it's i totally understand why people will come up and be like hey let's party yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah. And one of my favorite things too, is especially going to shows with bands that I've had on the podcast. I love going to see everyone perform live. And then if I get a chance to, I will always look at the merge table, I'll always kind of peruse around there to see if, you know, if people are around there, because if I've had you on the like I've talked to you beforehand, I've connected, I want to actually have that connection in person. And there are times where, you know, I've gone up to people and it's like, at times like I have to, you know, reintroduce myself. There've been a couple of times where I've even gone up there and I've like waited in line because I know there's a lot of other people that want to talk to you as well. I've already had the chance to talk to you. They might not, this might be their only chance. So I want to make sure they have the time of day because I know eventually I'm going to get my chance for them. It might be the most important thing that they do all the most might be the most important thing they do all month is talk to an artist that they like. I want to give that person the time to because I know I'm gonna get it and and at some points at some point later on, but yeah. the times when I gets have been like gone up and like all of a sudden the artists are like, oh my god, it's you! I'm like, oh, okay, this is too cool, and just connecting with them like it's it, it brings so much more of this positivity to the whole entire music scene. And because a lot of the bands I bring on, yeah, it's like they're they might be on some bigger tours too, or they might be on their own tours. But especially the, yeah. if they're on the bigger ones, sometimes they're on like their, they're the openers. But I want to go and support them as much as possible because if we're not going to support them and we're only going to support the people that are at the top, then no one else that's going to be trying to come up is going to get that support. And I love it when all of a sudden, you know, going to these shows and it's like I see a bill and there's four, five bands in the bill and I've had four bands in the podcast already. I'm like, I look at that and the only thing that I get a little worried about is I'm like, this is going to cost me a lot of money in free drinks.
1: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, merch stand, too, because I remember there's one show I had, this one person, and, like, I will talk to someone for hours, and I think I literally was talking to someone, like, for an hour, and, like, the venue owner came up to me, he's like, are you okay? Like, do you need a break? And I was like, no, like, I'm good, you know? And I also have to remember that, like, not everyone is a hugger and wants personal space, <laughs> so I'm, like, very, like, hey, you know, and like, not everyone is, so... <laughs>
0: Oh, oh! Don't worry. So if I, when I get a chance to see you perform live, I'll end up come to the merch table. If you're gonna be all hugger, I'm gonna be like, you know what? Bring it
1: in. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, I do. I really hope that one day we can come up to your area, or if you're in our neck of the woods, you know, we'd love to have you and have you see us live. It's it's, it's a completely different feeling. Um, I mean, when we take the stage, it, it's almost. I mean, it's not acting, but I mean, there it, it is a show, it, it's very theatrical. And, and my dad is amazing. He and Craig's amazing, and it's just awesome
0: yeah it's it's something that again uh, when it comes to live music too it's that connectivity with the band in a completely different way because it's when you're especially for whatever your favorite band is it can be whatever whoever it might be for me of course i'm still wearing the shirt it's rise against whenever i get to see them play live there is just this I, I, whenever I see bands play live, there's always this energy that comes over me. When I see <laughs> certain bands play live that I connect with even more, it's like something clicks in my brain, and it's going to be potentially the best night ever. But when I see Rise Against from it's like that click happens, but then it goes into absolute overdrive. It's like Fast and Furious, the Nas switch gets twisted on, and we're flying. It's just like the positivity is raining from that point. And it's because... When you're when you listen to music and you connect with an artist and you get to see that perform live, now there's an even deeper connection to there because you're hearing it in you're hearing that message, but you're hearing it directly from them. You're not hearing it over recording, you're seeing the visualization of it. And it's so much more impactful to the point where at that show it's you're feeling connected to the band, but also the crowd at the same time as well, because the crowd is there to see that to see a band that's on that bill. No matter what band it is, but everyone is there to see a band on that bill. And they are mm-hmm. there because that band creates some sort of positive interaction within them. You're all there for a positive experience for it because that's of positive interaction. And you can connect with so many other people around you at that shows because it's all based on the positive interaction you have with that music.
1: Yeah, you can feel the energy. It's funny. So there's one song in particular that we play. It's called Man vs. Mankind. It's also another one that's on the EP. And that is the one song, anywhere we play it, after it's done, the whole room just goes silent. And there's this moment where, like, everyone is really taking in, like, what they just heard and, like, the lyrics I'm saying. Um, but it, it, it's one of my personal favorites because you just, you feel the energy in the room completely change. Like, like, they don't know how to react. They love it. But they're like, that was emotional. Like, do I clap? do I scream? (laughs) Like, like you can tell, like they're in thought. Um, and we would even take it as far as like, there's some shows I've done that I actually wrote like, like messages, almost like a message in the bottle. And I would tie into like roses. And then during the performance, I would actually throw them out to the audience. Um, and I had one, uh, one lady, um, which I guess is kind of an emotional story, but, uh, I mean, it just shows how God works in people's Mm -hmm. lives. But, um, she came up to me after the show. I don't remember what her message was because after I write it, I never go back because I feel like it's kind of like a personal thing. You know, whoever it was meant for, that's for their life. You know, I'm not trying to, like, dip into their own personal business. But uh, but she pulled me aside and she, from what I remember, was an abusive relationship. And she came that night just trying to get away. And she said reading that message, like, gave her purpose and, and made her, you know, know her worth, which I'm I'm all about everyone knowing that, like, you are enough. Like, you know, you have a purpose in life, you know, life is beautiful. Um, yes, we go through darkness, but there's always that light at the end of the tunnel. And and I, I sat there and, like, I cried with her and we hugged. And, and it was the weirdest thing because she told me that I was – no, she said that there were two other times – we like an angel. Something had happened where it made her think it was an angel. And then she told me that I was like the third one, that I was like a guardian angel. And then um, I, I turned to look at something and I turned back and she was gone. And so it was really weird. And I even, like, reached out, like, after the show. I was like, did anyone see this lady? She was wearing this, this, this. And, like, no one knew what I was talking about. It was the weirdest thing. I'm getting goosebumps. Anyways, and so it was, I, like, I, I sat on that, like, for a really long time. Because, I mean, like, I was literally just having that conversation. And, like, she just, like, vanished. I couldn't find her. I looked for her. No one um, knew who I was talking about. So we've had, I, I've had that personal experience. And then I remember... Uh, years and years ago um, in Starbucks, we actually did. So Craig used to work at Starbucks and that's how we met. But um, I would always get like the drinks that weren't on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, but we we did this like signing because we were in Katie Magazine at the time. Um, and there was this other lady. So like when this lady walked in, there was no one else in the store. And like we had already signed stuff. And she took up a good portion of, um, of our time, which is totally fine because no one else actually came in. And she was really talking to me and my dad. And she was talking about like how she lost her son and she's trying to find him. Um, and uh, she had a guitar in the car and was wondering if dad would play it. And she wanted me to sing Amazing Grace. And, uh, and a- at the time, you know, like we were kind of doing our own stuff or anyways. And so she brought the guitar and, and we performed Uh, performed one of our own, but she really wanted Amazing Grace, and uh, same thing, we went out to the parking lot, we said bye to her, we saw her car, we saw everything, and then we turned, and we turned back, it was gone. Like, you would have seen, like, a car drive off, right? Okay, so I did some research, and what's really weird is looking at her name, I don't remember it now, looking at her name, I found a uh, death record of the name that was hers and her son's name that she mentioned and this is like years ago and flash forward i said okay well what was her purpose i said she kept asking about amazing grace so i don't even know if you saw this yet but um a couple years ago dad and i actually released our own short film to our version of amazing grace so i and actually won like 16 national and international awards um but like i can never live that down i said she was so determined that that like that was her message amazing grace amazing grace that years later i was like we we have to do something with that you know so we we've had like several kind of encounters that were kind of like okay this is weird but it's like a good weird so it's it, it's it's just interesting how life comes, you know, people come to our shows hoping for healing, but most of the time, it's actually like the audience members that heal us too. Or that—that's kind of the way I look at it.
0: The both of those stories, I'm just sitting here thinking, is this real life? Just because of you know, oh. you, they, they, it's there's a connection that you're making with them through your music. And then there is this even deeper connection that they're making with you, person that's impacting you. And then by the time you, you know, you get a chance to like step back and then take a look around, they're gone. And then you never, yeah, they're just completely gone. And it's something where you know. That's the positivity, the connection around music, and it's something why you know what you're doing with that, like with the first story, with that rose, just tying you know a message to there, throwing out to the audience. It's that kind of potential, like like deep connection that as an artist you can form with a with another person that is going to be so impactful on their lives for such a positive. You never know where it's going to go coming like going forward because. I think about in a couple instances I'll, I'll never forget this this was um i was in was that ash yeah oshkosh wisconsin for the Trinity of terror tour in 2022 and i was i got i went there by myself i knew a lot of people that were going there but i went up by myself i was in the middle of the crowd and i was talking to this this dad and his daughter his daughter had to be maybe nine or ten and he's oh. like i'm all here for ice nine kills and she is all in for motionless and white and i told him i'm like Dude, for Moses White, make sure you get as close to the front as possible, especially for the last song. He's like, well, why is that? Like, Because they'll play Eternally Yours, and Chris will throw roses into the crowd. And I want to make sure that your daughter gets one, because I know how much that experience can mean to somebody. And he's like, well, can you help me get to the front? I'm like, you're asking the right person right here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, so Ice, Nine kill, so Ice Nine Kills, and it was supposed to, because it was Ice Nine Kills, Black Veil Brides, Motionless and White, Black Veil Brides ended up having to step out that day, because I think Andy got COVID, so it was just okay. Ice, yeah. so it was, so was Lilisar opening, and then Ice Nine Kills and Motionless White, when Ice Nine Kills started, of course, I know I'm going to be the one that starts the pit, so I drove everyone forward, and I basically took these two with me, <laughs> got them as close as possible, I'm like, here, stay here, you'll be good here, I went back and did my thing, and on the way out, I end up running into them, and I, and I just saw him. And I'm like, Hey, did she get a rose? And he, cause she was kind of behind him. She came out from behind with the biggest smile on her face, holding a rose. And I knew exactly in that moment, I'm like, that's going to be something she remembers forever. And that's gonna be something that she positively connects with that band forever. Because it's that, it's just that positive connection that you get from that, that from those fans. It's just the positive connection that people get from your music. And it's such an impactful thing. Even myself, I literally just had that happen to me. I want to say it was like actually two instances. One was a couple weeks ago. I went to go see um, – it was Pop Evil, the word alive and a void. And <laughs> I've known a void for a couple of years. I've had the podcast multiple times. I had And I had a pretty rough, rough April, I'm not going to lie. And <laughs> things weren't going very well. I was actually starting to feel really sick at that point in time. I'm like, I'm still going to go to the show because I want to support my friend halfway through the set i'm in the middle of the pit and benny that lead singer just like this song is dedicated to the chord progression podcast and i'm just like what the hell did he just say
1: <laughs>
0: like, it, it freaked out but it made me it just it was that kind of thing i'm like i like even though i've always positively looked at the band i'm like that just increased it but then I recently did a podcast with one of my favorite people of all time. His name is Joey Arena from the band Outlier. And yeah. we were talking about all these different things and all these different aspects about life and just this recent song that he wrote. And that just came out about being in an abusive, abusive relationship, just connecting all the dots, letting go of a lot of trauma. And there was a lot of things that just in that conversation, it was like it really took me back. And like, man, there's certain things that I'm holding on to that I didn't even realize. That yeah. now I'm hearing him talk about it we're connecting on this and potentially I can drop it off. but then he said somewhere he saw a video I made a couple months ago about me because com- I was like taking a look at the podcast and just seeing mm-hmm. like I was actually really struggling with it and there's a lot of things going wrong. so I had to just like confront that and I'm like, well, I don't I didn't want to make a video, up, but I didn't want to hide the struggles and he yeah. saw it and he just kept like saying, dude, don't give up on this as long as you if you're still happy doing this, don't give up on it because what you're doing is bringing so much positivity not only to other people but to artists as well. Don't stop it. And it was that little just – just that care. Just that little bit of caring. It's something that, you know, I I, it was, I had a conversation earlier this week, but it's something I'm not going to forget for a long time because it's just that simple bit of care is something that goes a long way from connecting from an artist to a fan or a fan to an artist. It's just it, – it means so much to us. So yeah. when when you're doing what you're doing and we're like, you know, throwing out those words or just talking with people and giving people the time of day, that's so impactful for them that it can absolutely change their lives for the better.
1: Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we are all human, you know, and I've always said this, like whenever we have shows, I view literally everyone as a friend, you know, we, especially because we are independent, like we cannot do this without like the support of others, you know? And and even with this music video, like, we've never had to financially invest this much. And I say invest because it, it is an mm-hmm. investment, but it's because we believe in it. We believe in the message. And we've had so many amazing people actually like donate or, um, you know, purchase my art to help support or literally not even purchase like a perk, but just like send me money, which is like the most beautiful thing because like I said, we we cannot do this without you guys. It, it is it is a team effort. And I, I really, I love that because I I see it as as a partnership, right? It's not between like a fan and a musician. To me, it's like, it's a friendship. You're helping us so we can help others. And like, I've even said, like with my art sales, you know, those who purchase the art is allowing us to record music, which can heal people. So even they are part of that healing process. You know, it's, I I hate the whole idea of like fan versus fan because it almost sets this kind of, I I don't know the right, term to use, but I I just feel like there shouldn't be a division. You know, you're, you're there to have an amazing time. You're there to care about someone. And like you said, caring is like so important. Um, it's all about just connection with the heart and being able to, like you said, relate Mm -hmm. to someone, you know, that, that, that's the biggest thing, at least from us is most of my songs are written based off of personal experiences. And I promise you, there's at least Mm -hmm. one person out there that can literally relate to that song, Uh, more of a, comedy side there our song already forgotten well that's about an ex but um (laughs) i would always start that song with like how many people out here would raise their hands like if they were in a relationship and they were thinking what was i thinking (laughs) you know (laughs) so literally the entire audience like yeah me (laughs) and i would go me too that's what the song's about you know (laughs) um and what's funny actually about that song you know, we obviously musicians are humans too. And, and every now and then when you're on stage, you, you make a mistake. And this was like the first time I actually like really kind of made a mistake. We were singing through the, I guess the introduction going into the verse. And I started the verse earlier or something. Oh, my God. Like, luckily, I was able to, like, realize what happened and kind of like backtrack and and, and get us back in the spot. But I mean, everyone's human. That's the Mm. beauty of it. And sometimes I feel like the shows that aren't perfect because there's no such thing as a perfect show. I think that that's like the most beautiful experience because it then also shows like everyone who's like watching you like, hey, stuff happens, (laughs) you know, like it's life. It doesn't matter. That's, that's the fun part. And then I had another time. Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, I was on stage. So I always wear like kind of boots that since my knee injury, not as much. And so I was wearing these like heels and I was wearing this like mesh skirt. And luckily it was during the very last song. Um, I'm very active. I do a lot of like hand motions and very whimsically. And, uh, I go down towards the end. And then I realized my heel was like stuck in my mesh. So if I would have stood up it would have gone there. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to figure out how I'm gonna finish this. So I was like, I think I'm like on one knee and like trying to like get it, you know, while still singing and then finally I got it where I could get up at the very end. But I mean, we've, we've had several yeah. malfunctions, you know, I guess would be the best way to say, but I mean, that that's the, yeah. that's the part that you laugh about, the part that you can say, hey, this happened. Yeah. Um, and then another time we were in, um, it was doing our UK tour. Uh, There was one which I I actually don't drink, but we played for beer and sandwiches, (laughs) which was funny. Um, Of course, once we got there, you know, all the sandwiches were gone Um, and then I don't drink. So, you know, it is what it is. But there were um, a couple bands that we were on that tour with and they had this huge like mosh pit. But of course, everyone was drunk and they had um, a pile of shoes in the middle weirdest thing ever but they were literally taking off their shoes and just throwing it into the pile and thought it was like the coolest thing and everyone's like dancing around it and then you had the one really drunk guy so you can start seeing you know when they're kind of like swayed (laughs) but you know like eventually they're gonna they're gonna tip over and I felt really bad I wanted to help them but I kind of knew like there was nothing I could do and so he was like leaning into the shoes and he just like Ate it. He went all the way to the wall, fell, and then everyone just like kind of celebrated. So it was, it was a very interesting experience, but um I probably took that way too far. But yeah, so as a musician, we have a lot of really fun stories.
0: Oh, I'm, I know musicians always have some of the craziest stories I've heard out there. But the one thing that you started out with and that kind of led to some of these stories was. When you're talking about the musicians and fans and it's like there are times where it's like there's that divide between the musician fans where it's like the musicians are seeing themselves as put on a pedestal above those fans or those fans are putting them on that pedestal as well. And it's just that ego driven kind of rift that happens between there. It's something where, you know, you're, you might make great music, but then the connectability that you're going to have with those fans Is not going to be as strong as someone who might be at that height of, like, you know, the height of their popularity of all time or just consistently on top of their game, but is connecting with the fans on a more personal level because they want to make those connections. They know what it's like to be a fan still because. They remember what it was like growing up. They remember what it was like wanting to get into music. The one person I always, you know, look when I think about this that's in, in music history that is consistent like this because I hear so many stories about him and such a positive is Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach where th- that dude will literally give anybody the time of day no matter who they are. And it's something that you look at him like this dude is literally up here like they're, like, th- they're going on headlining runs in major bombs. They're playing like arenas, even times that when they're going to festivals, they're playing in front of at least 6,000 people a pop. It's like, well, why are they doing that? It's, you know, even if you're not as connected to their music, it's you're connected to the people at the same time as well there. I remember we've seen their welcome to Rockville. And it was, there was, uh, I think it was my friends wanted me to go see five finger death punch with them, which Mm -hmm. I'm like, I haven't seen five finger death punch yet, but Papa Roach is playing. I know that's going to be fun. And I had to go do it because I'm like I just like seeing Papa Roach and just like the like the connection they have with the fans, all the stuff they end up doing, all the connection they have on stage. it's they it's the bands that connect with the fans like that that have more of that we we're the musician. you're the fan, but we see each other on the exact same playing field like this. It's yeah. something that goes so much further. In terms of building up that positivity relationships, not only with the fans, but with the other bands that are around you and other people in the music industry. It really creates a positive force where that positive karma ends up constantly happening for them because they keep putting positivity out in the world to everybody in every sway, every degree, every level of life.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to think about it, too. You know, people are at that level because of the people listening to their music. If it wasn't people coming to shows, if they didn't have record sales or anything like that, you know, they would not be in the position that they are. And that, that's like the one thing that I really strive for is just knowing like like how much I appreciate people just just in general, you know, to be able to have someone's support is such a huge blessing as any artist in any art form. <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely! Even like when it comes to like the bands that I have in the podcast, or it's I get to see them perform live. There's times where I try and tell people like, "Hey, come out to this show! Come on out you Why?" It's like you might not know the band, but I do. And yeah. there was there was one that was um friends over in the UK and band called Caskets. They were playing in the US for the first time in 2022, and I saw them like I saw that they were coming over. They were playing with it was like Holding Absence, Thornhill, and Dayseeker, and I'm like telling people like, "Dude, we gotta go to this show!" It's just like. Well, we know day seeker, but what about the rest of it? are like, trust me, trust me, trust me. It'll be a fun time. And my whole idea was not like I'm trying to get as many people out there to see caskets. And of course who put on the best show the whole entire night? Caskets. I'm like, yeah, there we go. But it's just, it's, it's stuff like that where it's, if you're going to constantly put positivity out in the world, if you're going to constantly connect with the fans, like they are on the exact same level as you and show them that respect, they're going to yeah. show that respect back tenfold because they're, your music is impacting them in such a positive way. And now your interaction with them is doubling down on that. They're going to want to make sure that not only are they, you know, helping promote that because they love the music so much and they love that connection, but they also want to, you know, they're feeling that positivity and they want to deliver that positivity to so many other people at the exact same time.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and one of the things I've, I've learned, especially myself, uh, because I'm such like a bubbly person, like when I am like, depressed I feel like the bubbly people are the ones that smile the most right which you can probably agree with with things that you mm-hmm. went through but it's like anytime I see someone in the audience where I, I kind of get this feeling of they're smiling but there's something behind that smile you know I think just as a human being it's important no matter who you are to just kind of like well like I said show kindness and care and that will that'll go so far, because just to one, be noticed, I think in life, everyone just wants to be seen like this one. <laughs> that was perfect, Roxas. Great timing, baby, I know. Um, I think I think in life in general, right, we, we all just want to be seen, um, but like on a soul level, you know, and I think that's part of life lessons and, and why we are here um, on this planet is to literally spread love. Um, to me love is the universal language um I just show it through music so it's 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 been such an experience and it's been such a fun journey especially with playing with Craig and my dad you know my dad has been a musician all his life um he yes, he um he kind of had to give up his dream in order to raise me and you know and help. Uh, with my mom. And uh, now we kind of get to chase the stream together, <clears throat> which has been really fun. You know, he's my support. I'm his support. Um, although we do argue quite a bit, you know, to see who, who's right and stuff. So, you <laughs> know, I'm just kidding, but not really. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's like this amazing balance, you know, he, he is an amazing composer. So he actually hand writes like all of our orchestration. Um, and then we um, of course have a producer and everything too, but it's our voices are instruments and so that's just kind of how we tell a story and and share love with the world
0: now i I, from this whole entire podcast all i can make like the thing if you want to wrap it up in a whole bow and just be like okay this is the message it's the positivity that you put out there as a musician can come back tenfold because the positive if if, as long as you connect with the fans on that way and kind of see them on that level playing field because you're creating that positive interaction. You love what you do. You love being the creative. You love being able to express yourself in that way. And people that aren't as creative but want to have that sort of way to express themselves, you are creating that and you're creating that connection for them. You're creating those moments potentially that could turn around a life, that could turn around to a moment, that could turn around a day, that could literally, like I said, when I said turn around a life, it could literally be the thing. That turns people from "I don't want to be here anymore" to "life is worth living." You can have that sort of a positive interaction, yeah. and your mindset behind creating that positive interaction, creating those positive relationships with your music, and delivering that message as well, is something that I'm not gonna say is paramount because saying it's paramount is not even a strong enough word. This is like this is like mission critical to being a like. A, the the best person you can be the best artist you can be and when it comes to the 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 short film you're working out with the brand new song with the brand new music video that's going to be something that is going to not only connect with the fans but connect with every other every creative person on such a deep level because there are a lot of times where as creatives we feel like we are being constrained we feel like we are being held back due to whatever aspect it might be. Maybe it's something from a family relation. Maybe it's your intimate relationship you have with somebody that they're not supporting you. Maybe it's the relationship that you have with, you know, you got a full-time job and you're trying to be a creative at the exact same time as well. And you have to stifle your creativeness in order to fit in so that you can maybe support your creativeness. But it's going to be a thing where you have to deal with, you know, I'm being held back here and potentially being held back here. Is starting to wane into my creative side. So how am I gonna be able to fix that? How can I be creative and continue to still you know fan that flame? There's so much that people can connect with with that short film, with that song, with everything around there. So as long as you continue to have that in mind and continue to have that mindset, it's gonna be something where those moments where it's like that angel appeared and you had the moment with the rose, you had the moment with amazing grace, moments like that will continue to happen. But at yeah. the same time, moments like that will continue to happen with people that you might actually still see again, and not just like turn around and be like, where the heck did they go? Was that actually an angel? No, those moments yeah. are going to happen. But yeah. with people you're going to be able to find once again.
1: Right, right. There, There's a line in this video that I say, um, and it's actually a lyric to a future song. It is, um, in a room full of noise, our voice echoes. And so that's something that I kind of live by is even if you are in a room where so many people are just, I don't know, like mad at the world, Mm -hmm. sorrow, sadness, um, I feel like it's possible that one individual can walk into that room and not say a word, but their light completely impacts them. Mm -hmm. You know, our our voice will be heard and it's through love, it's through energy, it's through um, a presence, I guess would be, be the best way to describe it. And another thing that you said, which I don't want to go into too much detail just because of the individual this was involved in, um, but I did have one experience where I had sent something, uh, someone had purchased something from me, and uh, a couple days went, went by before me purchasing it or me mailing it out to them. And I mailed it. And then I got a message. Um, I remember I was with Craig, we were in Costco and they told me that, um, they just received my, my package. And, um, it's like super emotional. Uh, they were thinking about committing suicide and they received the package and it changed their mind. And like, I just busted crying, um, in Costco. Um, I'm like, try not to cry now. Um, it was just like super impactful. Knowing that you can like impact someone that much, you know? I'm sorry. I did not think I was going to cry telling that, but um, yeah.
0: Again, that, <laughs> just, that just speaks to the the positive impact that not only you can have, but that your music and your art can have on so many different people, and in, in, in a room full of noise, your voice echoes. It's that that is something that is absolutely true. It's when you, when th- when people are all around it and it's just you know maybe that negativity is there. You can be that ray of positive light that just shines through everyone that impacts everyone. I think about it with you know the good old Mosh pits as well. It's I show up there and it's like there's a lot of times people know it's like okay we're gonna have a good time because doesn't matter what happens. Bruce Hat guy is here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Or it kind of also relates to something that my good, good friends Benny from Avoid in one of his songs. The lyric was in a room of empty faces, don't go changing. Where it's just I think about that with my full-time job as well. It's just, you know, I I it's just it's just a group of people that are empty faces. Why would I want to change for just Yeah. Blank. You know, why would I want it? Why would I want to put portray an image or or change myself completely just to appease empty faces? That's (laughs) something that I've always thought about. I'm like, that's going to keep the creative drive going. And that's going to be something that create, that continues to create that, keep that creative drive and impact that positivity going forward. It's something that with that lyric that you said, again, in a room of noise, your voice echoes, you, you experience that. In a room full of noise, where someone was having so much was having so much trouble in their life, where their mind where their mind wanted them to do something, and they received their pa- that package from you, and immediately it changed their mind, and immediately it made them think that you know life was worth continuing to go on. It's that sort of positive impact that art can have, that creatives can have, that you know, if we can't, what's the best way to put it? We can't if we constrain ourselves from our to to be creative and if we constrain ourselves from being creative, then we don't have that impact. Yeah. And then the world becomes a lot more gray and a lot yeah. more monochromatic than a colorful, great place that we can make it.
1: Yeah, I was pro- I'm probably the first person that's probably cried on your podcast. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, I got to think I, I I actually I actually don't think so.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, nothing's wrong with crying, but like, I mean, that was a very emotional story, but um, I just wasn't, well, of course, I mean, of course you cry during that, but but I mean, even that, you know, that experience alone, like will impact me the rest of my life, you know, in days after that, I thought to myself, like, what if I would have sent that package a day later, you know, and really shows like how timing is everything, but something told me like I need to get out today. And and, like, I did, you know, so I don't know that this world there, there's just, so many people, I think, are just wanting that connection. Like I said, people want to be seen. And music to me is 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 the answer. I feel like if this world did not have music, oh, my God, like, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> you know, like, music is my own healing um, for everything. So I, I I can't even imagine.
0: If this world didn't have music, then this world would have probably ended a long time ago.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And, and again, that is the absolute power of it. So please keep up that positive connection. Please keep up what you're doing with your music. Please keep up being the creative that you are and putting out the message the way that you can to help people connect with everything and keep up these positive interactions so that you're bringing more positive in the world, which isn't a world that desperately needs it. So Ashley, as we bring this podcast to the conclusion, one thing <laughs> i like to do at the end of the episode is give my guest, which is you in this instance, a chance to say whatever you want to say. Plug a plug, promote a pro at the end of the episode. So, Ashley, the floor is yours.
1: Well, first off, I want to thank you. Um, like I said, you are part of the team. So, if it was not for you, we would not be able to. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do this. Um, of course, to anyone who hears this, you are more than welcome to listen to our music. It is on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on uh, YouTube. Um you know, if you message us, you're actually talking to us. So that's the beauty about it. Um, We love people, we love hearing your feedback, and we just absolutely love what we do. And we couldn't do this without you. So the more support you can give us, the more we will love you.
0: That That is a great way to close it out. But now it's time for me to close this out with three specific things. So first things first, when it comes to Warhol, when it comes to their music, and when it comes to being ready, for when this short film drops because you're going to want to be ready for it you're going to want to make sure that you are following them on all their social medias you want to make sure you're going to listen to music and want to make sure you check them out every step of the way so instead of having to go and search everything up yourself and have to like i'm going to go on the hunt for this myself no 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 let me do all the hard work i'll make it convenient for you Go script for the podcast. They find Warhol online. You'll see links for everything and labels for those links as well. So you know exactly what you're getting into social media wise, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Apple music, whatever it might be to go and support Warhol, follow along with them, listen to music, all that good kind of stuff and have those positive interactions and have those positive emotions through Warhol's music as well. So go there. That's where it's all there. Click your favorite one, follow, like, subscribe, listen to your, buy some merch, whatever it might be. The choice is yours. Now it's time for number two. Ash, you never guessed in this podcast that I enjoy having this podcast. I tend to make a certain promise to them as a way to say, one, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast because as much as, like you said, like I'm a member of the team, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this without people like you as well and connect, making connections like this, then making me happy. So thank you for that. And as a way to say, I wish you continue to support the band in the future. So my promise to you is this. It's not an if, because I say screw if, if implies possibility of not happening. I say when. When implies this is going to happen. We just don't have a day or time set yet. So when I get to see perform live for the first time, I am going to go all Liam Neeson and taken. I'm going to look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. And the first round's on me.
1: Well, you you can buy me a Shirley Temple.
0: That is fine (laughs) with me. Whatever it is, I don't care what it it is. I've made some crazy edits to that before where... I still owe Keith Wallen from breaking Benjamin a whole pizza.
1: Hey, you know what?
0: One actually, you- I'll say actually, I do owe a couple of people pizzas <laughs> because of that.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I will gladly take it. Perfect.
0: Well,
1: not- Probably pizza too, but we'll huh? we'll start with with Shirley Temple, and then the next then the next round's on. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, it's always somewhere. It's like, again, first rounds on me, but whatever it might be, we can always edit whatever it is. It's it's that's why I'm like, always. I don't say like first drink first round. It's like, well, first round of what? Well, whatever you want. It doesn't really matter to me.
1: That's awesome.
0: Perfect. And now it's time for number three, Ashley, as we conclude this prod- podcast and bring it to its close. I cannot in all conscious end this by saying goodbye. Goodbye again. Way, 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 way to final. I hate saying that. I don't want to say it because, one, I want to support the band whenever I can. And, two, would I like to have you back on the podcast in the future? Um, Can I go all Family Feud and go, survey says, ding. Yep, yep. yep. Want you back on the podcast in the future. So this cannot be goodbye. No, 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 no. This has to be. I'll see you later.
1: I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Ooh, well, folks, that was my interview with Ashley from the band Warhol. And now it is time for Kevin's final thoughts. And there was a lot of talk in here about – Especially when it came to the creative side, not being restricted about your creativeness and being able to express yourself in that so you can bring that positivity to the world and you can maximize on that so that you can create these positive reactions, these positive experiences and be that shining light in the world that you really want to be and just connect with people. I mean, take a look and be, take a look back to think back to all the stories that were told by Ashley, the one with the woman with the robes, the one with Amazing Grace, and even some of the ones that I had thought about too. Uh, just the, me talking with my friend Joey Arena from Outlier. Uh, just some of the connections I've had with something that the, the Benny show one from Avoid. I mean, when artists are putting out that positivity in the world through their music, when they're just being themselves and they're not constrained by anything, that's when that positivity can radiate. And when they're connecting with fans, when they're connecting with you on such a level where it's, you know, the band is here, and you are on that level with them. I like to call it the Jacoby Shadix Matrix because I don't think I've heard anyone do it better than Jacoby shacks when it comes consistently. When it comes to making sure that people know the time of day and have the time of day, or he has the time of day for them and will always give it to them to create that positive interaction, that positive experience. It's those positive experiences from from creatives can go such a long way into inspiring so many different people. It is. It is something that, you know, we take a look back at how we got into this stuff, how Ashley got into music, how she left tennis to go and be in music, how I found a way out of depression and suicidal thoughts and tendencies to go and do something like this for myself and where I found that happiness and positivity. It's that kind of stuff that really drives us forward and that kind of stuff that really makes that, you know, makes us all worth it in the end. So if you're a creative, if you're an artist, if you're a musician – I know it's not the easiest thing to always give people time of day, but do your best to make sure you're creating the positive interaction, giving people the time of day, connecting with those people. I I know people that do it well. Tom Colley from Patient 67 is a freaking madman with this, especially in the online setting. I want to use him specifically as an example because he is a great human being and and those positive interactions get created that jacoby shaddock's matrix and just that it just it just works it just works so keep bringing that positivity and for the fans as well just keep bringing the positivity as well a world with art that isn't constrained and a world with music that isn't constrained is a world that i want to live in a world that's going to bring a lot of positivity to so many people warhol is going to continue to do that and you're going to want to follow along with them so go to scripture this podcast or just find warhol online links and labels for really everything is going to be there so you can like follow share subscribe listen to their stuff buy some of their merch everything around there please also follow along with the core progression podcast we're on facebook and instagram primarily where you can connect with us talk with us join us on wednesday night live streams and everything in between get that little short bits of the episodes or please subscribe please subscribe to our YouTube channel because that's where everything is. The shorts, the full podcast episodes in video format. That's where we're primarily focused on. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, podcast area or Amazon, please hit that subscribe button as well. I want to, or follow button, whichever one it is. I do want to thank you for your support because your, your support like this, just, it, it keeps pushing this podcast or it keeps pushing the positivity for, it keeps pushing light in a world that is continually trying to throw darkness in there. So please, Thank you. Thank you. Just just sincerely. Dad, <sighs> I to take a little bit of a breath there because remember the Joey Arena one when just that that it's still hitting me. Just that positivity and just like, man, just just thank you all. Just thank you all for being supportive. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness, as well for supporting this podcast. 1% percent off using the code cvp20 at Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you, Ashley from Warhol, for being on the podcast. This one was incredible. So on in that note, that's good for today, guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the Card progression podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. So of the big, healthy, and hearty. See you